This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. And softball season is in full swing for you? It is. We're down to the wire in the conference ending series, and it's an exciting time. I uh, actually texted my daughter and said, these next four games are the reason that you wanted to play in the Big 12. I mean, it's exciting. It's like you can either finish last or fourth, and you can either stay home or get a regional bid. I mean, it's the whole season, it always just comes down to this last thing of unless, of course, you're OU softball, you've barely been really challenged all year and you're just waiting on the College World Series to show up. Speaking of Oklahoma, y'all played there this weekend. And how was that experience? We had a lot of fun. It's an incredible venue. It's an incredible place to play. And as a former Oklahoma State Cowboy married to a Texas A&M Aggie, OU is not a friendly place place for us. It's just not a place that we feel comfortable in for so many reasons. And then you throw on top of that, they're the number one ranked softball program in the country and have been and are two-time defending national champions. And it's a little intimidating all the way around, but it's just an incredible historic venue of a place to play. And they have some security policies that I got familiar with. I forgot my jacket. And in Oklahoma, when the wind blows certain times of the year, it gets really, really chilly. I made the mistake of leaving my jacket in the car. And so I had to go get my jacket and I I was going to go do this very easily. It's just right out in the parking lot. Turns out that they have a no re-entry policy. After a little bit of conversation with security person number one, I was uh, directed at security supervisor who was sort of out of the mold of Paul Blart mall cop and I was selling him on why he needed to make an exception to this no re-entry policy and he just diffused me through goofiness. I almost started laughing like it was just this incredible diffusing of me and I'm like okay that's still not going to solve my problem and turns out there's this young lady over here to my, my right that just hands me a second ticket and said, here's a second ticket. Just rescan yourself when you come back in. And he looks at her and goes, there you go, sir. Problem solved. Sometimes we just need to be in the moment and make exceptions and solve problems. As my insurance hat goes on, that's all I can think about is I need to be problem solving. You need to be a problem solver. Yeah, I'm responsible for the problem. I forgot my jacket, but at the same time, I'm a customer and I want a good experience. And you know what I would have loved if they would have done sent you over to the merchandising area and told you in your full Kansas regalia that you could go buy a sweatshirt at the Oklahoma merchandising booth. Yes, this would have been a great sarcastic problem solving message that could have been given to me because I was in full KU garb at this point. We had a very similar situation happen on our honeymoon When we went to see LSU play the University of Central Florida at the Fiesta Bowl, and my ticket actually got stolen as we were going through the security line by a group of UCF fans that were ahead of us that were extremely inebriated, especially at 11 o'clock in the morning, and thought it was really funny and nobody would help us. And my dear sweet husband started just knocking on random doors and somebody came out and he explained what happened and 
and I was rather upset that because because you know we had flown all the way to Arizona for this game after our extremely disastrous honeymoon. This was our last stop, and the guy was like, "Just hold on, give me five minutes," and came back with an extra ticket and said, "Y'all just go in." In fact, this is the player's entrance. Why don't y'all just come right on in through here? Go sit in your original seats, but. Yeah, had a, had a very similar thing happen when finding that right person that just will think a little bit differently to help you out is so incredibly rare. And that kind of reminds me of what we do when we have a claim. And most people in the world think insurance is insurance, right? Whether you're an independent agent or you're an exclusive agent or you work with the British lizard, most people think insurance is insurance. And then something bad happens and they have a claim. The claims experience is our time to shine. And I would say, especially as an independent agency, it's our moment. And it's the time that we have the spotlight on us and it's the difference maker. We like to talk about being the choice model and talk about being able to do that, to move, to find the best coverage for the best price. But really, it's the advocate side, right? It's the advocacy that we bring to the table when there's a claim, when something's going on, when something's not going right, when there needs to be a problem solved, we get to be those problem solvers. And I don't know that we put enough emphasis on this. Certainly, it's hard to sell this until that moment because nobody ever thinks they're going to have a claim. But the inevitable is going to happen. We're going to have claims. We're going to have stuff happen. I I rarely meet, meet someone who's never had some type of claim event in their life. And the older we get, the more reality that we've probably had that happen to us. And as independent agencies, that's when we have to step to the plate. And I don't know that we do a good enough job talking about this or saying what's going to be there when we have that moment happen to us. I think we spend a lot of time training our people on how to sell, on how to service, on renewals, but I don't know how many people really have fantastic plans in place on what to do when a claim happens. There's a couple of things. I'm going to add some automation to that as well, but I think we do spend so much time with customer service, with sales and all that because we, like the consumer, we don't think about that. And the insurance claims process has removed the agent somewhat intentionally from a carrier standpoint. The carrier wants to talk directly to the insured. They don't want any filtered conversations. I think that it is a good thing because if I tell you something and then you have to turn around and tell somebody else something, the reality of it is, is when there's a filter, things can get missed and things can get left out and so forth. The process of direct reporting a claim and the process of a claims adjuster working directly with an insured is the best thing to happen for the majority of situations. Now, what happens though is things sometimes go astray. The customer or claimant isn't responsive. The adjuster isn't responsive. And I think for us as agencies, it's having those triggers to know something's not right here. We need to jump in. That's the element of what we can do with some automation piece. If you don't have claims download turned on for your agency management system, then you're missing a huge opportunity for automation triggers, for understanding what's going on in the claims process. We did not realize that claims download was available and it was available and we've recently turned it on and it's been like, holy moly, this is incredible. The amount of data and the amount of stuff that we're able to get 
get and build off of. A few years ago, my husband was in an accident. He was rear-ended. And Florida, of course, is a no-fault state. So I called my agent, who at the time was Bo Pilgrim, one of our favorite guests that we have here on the IA Forward podcast, also the owner of IA Blueprint. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I know it's in Florida. I know we're a no-fault state. I am so sorry. I know this is going to affect your loss ratio. And his response was, stop being an insurance person. Is Daniel okay? Which I was very grateful for, for him to, for him to say that. And he's like, tell me what happened. I told him what happened. And one of the challenges that we had is we did not know because we had never been in an accident in our vehicle before, was after that kind of jar, when you get out, a Cadillac automatically locks all the doors. And so not only did Daniel have his keys in the car, he had his wallet in the car as well. And we could not get into the car to get his wallet out. So this was somewhat of a challenge. And we were trying to talk to the insurance company and we were talking to the wrecker and all of those things. And Bo's like, let me get off of here. Let me make a phone call. And Bo called the insurance company and then did a three-way call with the wrecker service, actually told them to break my car window so we could get the stuff out, even though the insurance company was saying we can't do that. And he's like, I don't care. I'm being an advocate for my client. They have got to get their stuff out of the car and we can't let it go to the yard with a wallet in there. And so he was a true advocate for us in a time when we needed someone. And from there, handled the claim. Everything went fine. Um, it was during COVID, which always make, made things a little more difficult. But looking back at the automation that he had in place after that, even though I knew it was automation, it felt like he was with me for every step of that claim. And I'm one of those people that if someone asks me, hey, you know, who do I want as my insurance agent? I'll tell you, but I can say that after that claims experience with Bo and Reed Insurance in Louisiana, that it was just a, okay, if you need insurance, this is where to go. I don't care who you have insurance with. I don't care if you've had insurance with them for the last 30 years, you need to make a change. And it was an opportunity that an agent had to really make a difference and he did. As agents, one of the things we need to always remember is that you may not get a referral off of a claims event, but you can very easily get a bad reputation off of a claims event. It's very easy to lose business from claims. Not everyone is a blabber. The referral sources that are going to just naturally tell everyone about what happened to them and good or bad. I call them blabbers. Make Should I sure add what, that to my title? You can. Add chief blabbing officer. There you go. There's <laughs> something. When you think about it in that context, you never know who these people are. And there's such an opportunity here for being the same and giving an incredible client experience that you can't afford to not be ready. And I think that's the thing that I would take away from your experience is you never know who's going to be that person who's having a great experience on a claim and tells hundreds of people, but it can equally work against you if you're not prepared and you don't have 
your ducks in a row, that can become extremely disappointing and cost you business as an agent very quickly. There's a book that you and I have both read, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And he gives blabbers a much more positive title. He calls them connectors. And so that's kind of the term that I like. You don't necessarily know who are your connectors out there, but if you can make one happy, then your business is going to boom. Basically the same thing. I don't know, but chief connecting officer sounds a bit more prestigious than chief blabbing officer. Just saying. The first thing I can think of is all of our solopreneurs and small agency owners that are going, Shane, I can't keep up today. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to play advocate for this client? How am I supposed to do this when the carrier takes me out of the claims process or I'm not really in the loop? I don't have the resources. I don't have the time personally. And what I'm telling you is, is that there are tools. I understand your plight. I understand what you're dealing with when you are small and you're even if you're a soloist at this point, I get it. But I am also telling you that there are a lot of tools available to you to make this process feel like you have a handle on it. Even if it's more of triggers for reactionary basis, there's so many other things that you can do with automation and pieces in your management system. Hopefully that you can make this feel like you are watching it step by step. That's a huge piece to this client experience and actually executing on what you're trying to do, even as a small agency. So let's talk specificity. You know that that's my key word through all of this. What tools do we use to make this happen? Number one, newbie claims download. So this has given us all the data, gives us all the interactions, when reserves change, when conversations happen, all of these things are coming in. Also, setting up automation triggers at different times to check on, just sending out some messaging that is worded well, that is sensitive to the situation. This would be in addition to any conversations. Not every claim needs a conversation because it might have been direct reported. So things that are direct reported, there might be a trigger set up when the claims come in to actually have a claim notification go out from your agency brand and allow that customer to feel like, okay, they're aware. They don't necessarily need a phone call. Just having that messaging trigger is something that we do because the reality of it is, is a very, very small percentage of the claims go off the rails. And I know some customers are going to reach out like you had a very specific situation that prompted you to make a phone call. However, if things are just flowing, such a large percentage of customers are making that direct report. You may not even hear from them. You may not have that phone call interaction, but that doesn't mean you can't give them those automated triggers and messages out to them that are proactive that feel like you just did it on a customized basis. I was talking with an agent a few months ago and he was very frustrated because he had a client that had a claim that went completely, totally off the rails and he didn't have any idea. And 
all of a sudden this client calls three or four months later and he was hot because things weren't happening the way he expected it to happen. And this is one of our top agents. I mean, really knows how to take care of business, but didn't have the information that it had gone awry and the client waited months before letting him know. And my mom always referred to this as being snake bit, that every once in a while you would just have a case that no matter what you did, you know, it was just snake bit. These weird little things were going to happen and it was going to build and it was going to build, it was going to build. And I think having that automation set up just with check-ins saying, hey, is everything going okay? It can allow you to know there's a problem before the problem becomes the grand incident. Your outward messaging triggers the customer that they feel like they're more comfortable picking up the phone if something feels like it's not going according to the way it should. If there's just nothing from you as an agency, there's no recognition. They've been talking to this claims adjuster. The claims adjuster just got trained a few months ago and is not responsive or not dealing with things well. And they're frustrated and they know who their agent is, but they haven't heard from their agent through this whole process because you don't have triggers set up, because you don't have automation set up. Then you know, they just may sit there and do what I would call stew on it, right? They might just get mad and you don't even know they're mad. And that's the thing that you want to avoid if at all possible. You don't want that to happen. I had a more recent story on a commercial claim. Uh, one of our producers, really large account, had a pretty sizable claim, went sideways. The adjuster and the client contact, they just weren't getting on the same page. Things were kind of bumping along. There was a, a little bit of a trigger there that the producer producer really needed to step in, finally stepped in, played mediator, kind of walked everything through more of a hand-holding process. The claim didn't go well. The company kind of drug their feet. The customer drug their feet. They were equally sort of responsible for the delay of this claim getting solved. However, us as mediator and advocate and being honest, taking this approach of explaining to the client, this is the issue here and this is why you need to do this and this is why they need this information. We ended up securing the CEO's personal insurance inside of this horrible claims experience on the business. And it was because he saw us as not the problem. It was the carrier dragging the feet that actually created this problem in the first place. We were not responsible for the problem, but we were able to be the problem solver. Sometimes we have to be the mediator in this process and help both sides to come to the table to get something solved. I think most people don't realize that we are not the same entity as the carrier. And I'm just putting it out there to know that sounds nuts. But if they're coming from the state farm world or they're coming from the all state world or they're the same thing. And I think that's one of those places where we as independent agents can really make ourselves shine because we are not the same entity. We can truly be an advocate, but we have to make sure that people understand that. Yeah, we've been talking about brand and you as the brand. And this is one of those areas where you can set yourself apart, where you can help the customer 
customer understand that you are in the community, you are local, you are there for them, which can do so much for your brand and your personal brand inside the community and for future sales. We don't naturally think about new business or new opportunities coming out of claim scenarios, especially claim scenarios that don't go well. And what I mean by that, somebody doesn't get paid what they think they should get paid. Somebody doesn't get paid as timely as they think they should get paid. Don't automatically assume that the client's upset with you when they're upset. Lean into it and be a diffuser and be a problem solver. And you just might discover that you are actually going to gain more business by stepping into it than you would by just sort of taking the step back and ignoring it because you're afraid that the complaint and the upsetting nature of this customer is it you. I think being an advocate for your client, even sometimes advising them maybe not to file a claim is one of those things that I think sometimes agencies miss. Here in Pensacola, we had a huge storm last week. A tornado actually hit in my neighborhood. It touched down about three blocks from us. Our area of the neighborhood has been an absolute wreck. And we have acquaintances that are about two blocks over that their roof was damaged. Now in Florida, we have the rule that if I think it's 20% of 20% of your roof has been damaged, then they have to replace the entire roof. It's either 20 or 25%. Well, this particular couple had their roof fixed right after Hurricane Sally, which was less than two years ago. And then there had been a hailstorm two and a half years before that where they had their roof totally replaced. And we were having the conversation and they were like, yeah, you know, we need to file a claim to get a new roof. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, haven't you already gotten a new roof like twice in the last five years? And they were like, yeah, but there's been a storm and we've got this damage and and it's not a lot of damage, but we've already had three roofers that have dropped by and told us there's enough damage up there that they can make a claim and we can get a new roof. And I'm like, okay, stop. You're not going to be able to have insurance in the state of Florida. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I don't have my insurance license and my boss keeps it that way for a reason to keep me out of insurance speak. However, before you file a claim, please call your agent and have this discussion with them. And it was just one of those things that just because the reefer comes by and tells you to file a claim doesn't necessarily mean that you should. And I think sometimes we miss the boat in advising our clients on things like that. Well, it's that slippery slope area that we know what we should be saying. We know what we want to tell them, but then at the same time, we don't want them to be accusing us of some type of bad faith or they told me not to do this. And my roof, which has to be replaced in the next three to five years, I've been through three hurricanes, multiple East Texas thunderstorms, some straight line winds. There are some slightly visible at a distance things that I can see. I know that there's probably some damage up there. But guess what? My roof 100% protects my house. I have no leaks. I have no issues. There is no problem. The neighborhood door knockers of replace your roof and here's my business card. I know that my roof 
does not need to be replaced in order for it to be a good risk or in order for it to do its job. And I'm sitting here after almost 20 years going, this is the core problem. And so, yes, I think without my insurance hat on for a second, we are doing things as consumers that are driving the price of insurance up because of what's going on with these roofing situations. You know, talking to people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and talking to a friend of mine that has had three roofs in 10 years. Well, one of those was legit. The other two, not so much. And so here we go with the center issue that we face as an industry right now. And I think that as agencies, we have to be more advocate oriented. We have to be more conversational with our customers about, okay, why do you think you need to file this claim? Well, the roofer said so. Okay, well, let's come from the other perspective for a second. Do you have problems? What is the issue? Where did you discover this issue? And so forth. And so I think we just have to kind of follow the money here and understand what our problem might really be and then guide people through the process. So ultimately, what we're encouraging you to do is be a problem solver. I don't think you can go wrong by being a problem solver, right? On either end of this conversation, being an advocate for your client when you have to step in at the carrier level and help the carrier understand that there's a problem or just talking to the client in general about really, is this a claim you should file? And and being in the position of advisor and risk manager, thinking about long-term big picture. And then this client experience, sort of wrapping it all up with, are you automating? Do you have triggers? Do you have things in place that as you grow to continue to help these clients and your client experience make this not so great event feel better because you're missing an opportunity if you're not? I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Mike Singletary. Do you know what my favorite part of the game is? The opportunity to play. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.